0: Hi everybody welcome to 2zq hot takes where we discuss issues both big and small I'm your host the very handsome Tim Kirk and today I'll be talking about the etymology and meanings of gay slang the etymology and meanings of common expressions especially gay slang are surprising full of conflict and ultimately make a lot of sense there's an awful lot of information and there is a good deal of solid uncontested basis for many expressions but i am surprised at the number of terms in common usage that have multiple origin stories and might contradict each other or are in dispute however i prefer to think that they have fostered the evolution of the usage of these terms and are foundational as opposed to disparate There are many cultural idioms that are not in common usage outside of the countries where the language is spoken most often, such as Russian or Mandarin or Bahasa Gay from Indonesia, but they are thriving and now, as historically, help those who live in hostile cultures survive, communicate, and flourish. And I'll get into that shortly, mostly in reference to Polari. This can be Googled, by the way. To start off, One of the more common expressions most of us are familiar with but probably don't give too much thought to other than the connotation of efficiency is not subcultural or LGBT, but I'm using it as a prime example of an expression most of us take for granted. Killing two birds with one stone. Well, I've never killed a bird to my knowledge, let alone with a stone, let alone two birds with one stone. It never occurred to me that anyone would make the effort to do so outside of the figure of speech. It turns out to have a number of possible origins, but the oldest comes from the ancient Greek story of Daedalus and Icarus. While imprisoned, Daedalus killed two birds with one stone to use the feathers and fashion the wings he and Icarus flew on until Icarus's tragic death by flying too close to the sun and melting the wax, which loosened the feathers, which caused him to fall to the ocean and drown. By the way, the island of Icaria is named after Icarus. Hmm. However, there were also published works from the late sixteenth century which implies that a stone is also a synonym for bullet and used in the context of game hunting and a few others. Just to give you an idea of how we use terms of speech and never question their origins. But to the gay stuff. Oprah and Gale recently sat for a session where they attempted to recognize current gay slang. What they got correct was lit, shade, Secure the bag, which means get the money. Occur, which is probably the last time I'll ever say that in public. Shook, thirst trap, receipts, and thick, spelt capital T H I C C, and clap back. They missed snack. Someone who looks good at the moment. Wig snatched, used to call something wonderful, beautiful, or to express surprise, and. Jomo, The Joy of Missing Out, which I was also unaware of until I saw the video, so I'm right there with you. According to Teejan Butler from November's Pink News, sayings such as Yas Queen is a type of urban gay slang that has become mainstream in recent years. Yas originated from ball culture in the 1980s, according to the Huffington Post. Ball culture was an underground subculture in the LGBT community in the United States with performers, drag shows, and prizes. It was during these balls when "yas" started to be used as audience members would shout it out to encourage fellow performers. One of the first TV shows to use it iconically was Broad City. While they didn't coin the phrase, some would argue that they made it what it is today, as they've mentioned it several times in their lines since 2015. And of course, I agree. Other popular TV shows from RuPaul's Drag Race to Real Housewives of Atlanta also use the term reaching audiences of millions. Well, as anybody who has ever listened to Malcolm McLaren's Deep in Vogue from the 80s and soundbites from the drag queens on the recording or who has seen Paris is Burning, I can say that while I have never attended an official drag ball, I have certainly enjoyed many, many drag shows and have experienced part of the drag ball peer culture where very many of the drag performers would perform, hang out and socialize downtown in New York, and in particular, the West Village on the piers in the late 70s, the 80s, and the 90s. But I still don't remember it being used extensively until the last four or five years, and being generous here the last 10. That's just my personal experience. Uh, Shi Lu, in June of last year, from Lingua Obscura, a section of the Jester Daily, using many scholarly sources, speaks about Polari. Polari, or Parlari, or Palari, as it's also known from the Italian to talk, is one lost language from Britain that became primarily associated with gay men and, to a lesser extent, lesbians. Its rich, rollicking, madcap patchwork linguistics was cobbled out of threads of the secret anti-languages used by subcultures on the very edges of society. The, The low slang used by thieves, itinerant sailors, fishmongers, Traveling circus performers, beggars, prostitutes, and of course, theater people. Seemingly a linguistic home to everyone from everywhere, it creatively mixed in elements from Elizabethan Thieves Cant, the Italian influenced carnival speeches, Parliare, Cockney rhyming slang, backwards slang, Yiddish and Lingua Franca, the sailor's argo. According to Paul Baker, foremost linguistic expert of Polari, this secret language, far from being a colorful fad that just fell out of fashion, was vital to the many gay men who used it to communicate with each other under the radar, at least until homosexuality stopped being a crime in the late 60s, in the UK anyway, rendering the secret language somewhat obsolete. The spreading of these sorts of gay speech styles might be thanks to drag queens and other queer performers. In the 1938 screwball comedy Bringing a Baby, what is probably the first appearance of the word gay, with a decidedly queer, cross-dressing meaning in a mainstream movie, is depicted. Ad-libbed by the reputably bisexual Carrie Grant, Scotty Bowers has a decidedly firm position on Grant's sexuality, and it is, as far as he concerned, confirmed. Gay with bi-activities to cover his gay life. Anyway, mainstream audiences would not have understood the slang term as it passed right under the nose of the Hayes office, which strictly enforced the censorship of such unspeakable things as homosexual references in film. It wasn't until the Stonewall Riots of 1969, in which drag queens played a prominent role, that this slang meaning of gay really took hold in mainstream English. In fact, we probably have Polari to thank for the word camp itself. Though there's no definitive agreement on the etymology of the word camp, it's highly possible it has its basis in Polari, perhaps from the Italian word campare, which means making something such as art stand out but also apt for those who live for campy anthems, its primary meaning to live, to survive. Others believe it may have come from the French campère to portray or pose. Not everyone can agree on what counts as camp. As Susan Sontag put it, the ultimate camp statement, it's good because it's awful, is an artful juxtaposition which seems to be made for the avant-garde. Perhaps it's a case of you know it when you see it and camp definitely intends to be seen, consumed, and shared. Now, the term friend of Dorothy. In July 2019, Tara Necessary, in Pride, wrote, The phrase has been recorded as far back as World War II, a time when homosexuality was illegal. One possibility for this term may have come from the wonderful Dorothy Parker, an eccentric and witty writer, socialite, and political activist from the early part of the 20th century. Married to an openly bisexual man who called himself Queer as a billy goat, the pair wrote and entertained in New York and Hollywood until Parker was blacklisted as a communist during the McCarthy era for her civil rights push. She welcomed many queer people into her circles and on her death left her estate to Martin Luther King Jr. Of course, the Oz books, The Wizard of Oz, with Judy Garland's character Dorothy Gale and Judy Garland herself, a talented musician who kept the company of queer people and frequented queer bars, Judy was ripe to be not just an icon, but a gay icon. Her roles and reputation led well into the camp aesthetic of the gay community, and her overcoming of a not-so-great life to become such a flamboyant success was inspiration to a community kept in shadows and shame in the middle of the century. And I'm going to leave it right there with the goddess Judy Garland. You may not agree or be in step with each other, but most of us love to use slang terminology to both identify with and distinguish ourselves from each other's. Thanks for listening. See you next time, and as the kiddies say, peace out.